This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. In today's episode, you are going to learn about having conversations in English while at work. That's right. Today's podcast episode is a continuation of our business English series and Teacher Julie and I talk about how to have right conversations or proper conversations in a work environment. We talk about how to master small talk. We talk about the topics you should not discuss in a work environment. And we also go over indirect conversation skills. So this episode is going to help you develop your English skills a lot. But before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the Weekly English Words membership. That's right, www.weeklyenglishwords.com. You see, each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. And I want you to be able to understand the words and expressions and also use them. But in order to do that, you need to see some explanations. And I say see because in the Weekly English Words membership, you'll be able to watch video explanations for each new word and each new expression that is used during our conversation. Trust me, the students that are currently in the Weekly English Words membership are loving it. So again, if you want to understand all the words and expressions that we use during this conversation, all you have to do is go to weeklyenglishwords.com and join the family. All right, let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, Julie, how are you? Fabulous. How are you? Ah, I like it. Got a new word. <laughs> I'm doing good too. I'm trying to think of a, a new word. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm doing really good too. Doing really good. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, our topic today. Uh, I think it's going to be something that is 
interesting because there are a lot of things that go into conversations that don't just deal with the words we say, kind of the way we use them and also the way we say them. So uh, we're talking about conversations at work, uh, part of the Business English series. And let's just kind of jump right into it. Do you, do you think, you know, this is idea of small talk, like, you know, you and I usually talk for a little bit before we start recording the podcasts. And well, we, we go, we do more than small talk, but <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you think small talk is? Like, how would you explain small talk for those listening? And do you think it's necessary or appropriate at work? Okay, um, great question. Uh, so small talk is basically just kind of a warm up conversation, uh, talking about safe or general topics uh, to kind of break the ice a little bit. Mm. Uh, you get into more serious or uh, organized topics. And yes, I think it's nece both necessary and appropriate at work. Mm. Uh, I know that a lot of people feel that small making small talk is a waste of time at work. Uh, I've learned that in a lot of cultures, people see it as a waste of time. And for us, like in English speaking places or in Western culture, I think it's absolutely necessary because it, if you don't bother making small talk, even just a few, few lines, yeah. uh, it comes across as being rude. Mm, yeah. 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 I agree. I, I think, um, if someone just walks up to my desk or when I was working at, at a company and someone just walked up to my desk without saying hi or like, Hey, how's your day been going? Or what'd you do yesterday? And just says, Hey, I need this. It's kind of like really awkward. Like, okay, you don't really care about me. You just want to use me to get whatever you need done. So yeah, I think small talk is really important too. Direct. And I think like making small talk is kind of an art and it comes with practice as well. Mm -hmm. I, th I agree. I agree. Do you, do you think that there are some topics that are, I guess, off limits, you know, so you go from small talk and then you have deeper conversations, of course, with individuals at your job. But do you think there are some topics that are off limits? For example, if someone that I don't really uh, talk to often at my job, they come up to me and say, Hey Tiff. So um, tell me, what did you do yesterday? Like if they ask me a deeper question, like how's your husband doing or how's your, how's your children? Like, what do you think? Um, I think that there are certain topics that are that are off limits, I guess, but it also depends on your relationship with the person, how long you've known the person. Like, I know so many, so many times we say it depends, it depends, but it really does depend. Yeah. <laughs> it's my opinion. It really does depend. So yeah. I think that you should avoid very personal topics like, I guess, I guess relationships or maybe finances or maybe religion, like when you first kind of get to know someone but I think a safe bet is to ask them how their day was how their weekend was um yeah. how the project is going if they just had lunch how was your lunch like simple simple stuff like that um yeah. also is sometimes I think especially like for you guys listening for language learners I think that it's also easy to kind of memorize small talk topics like the weather and it can also kind of sound unnatural sometimes. Like yeah. I wouldn't ask you necessarily, like, how is the weather uh, yeah. when you're talking? So even though we make small talk before we start recording, like I would ask you if I knew there was a storm or it was wintertime or something exceptional, but like right. that would be a go-to question for me. Yeah. Make, if that makes sense. Like, so not like rehearse. It's hard. Like this, this yeah. is very comprehensive, but I think like, you don't want to ask something that sounds forced or like 
like robotic. Um, And you don't want to ask something that's too personal. So like just how the person's day is going is a nice kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. As you were explaining, I was like, oh, that is true. You don't want to sound like, okay, you really don't care. You're just trying to say this because you have nothing else to say. But like you say that, how's your day going? I think that's a good one as well. Um, you made a point and I was listening. So I, I can't remember what you said at the very beginning when you were answering this question. You said, um, asking, oh, finances. You're right. That's really a topic you don't ask anyone about like, hey, so how much money are you making? Tell me what's your, like, <laughs> what's your salary looking like? Like, you don't necessarily want to ask that. Um, I remember when I was in Korea, uh, a taboo topic in Korea was politics because people have different viewpoints. So it could start an argument or a heated debate. So like in the work environment, they, they tried not to talk a lot about politics because people got really upset. Like even one of my, one of my closest friends, again, I'm not Korean, so whatever party you are, whatever, okay, sure. Like I'm not Korean. But when she would talk to me, she was like, Tiff, do you know what this is going on? And what do you think? And I'm like, hun, nope, I don't. <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting in this conversation because I've seen you get upset with other people. So yeah, I guess depending on where you are, there are certain taboo topics and things you shouldn't talk about. But I think across the board, finances, I think in any culture, you don't really want to talk to somebody about their money when you don't really know them too well. We, we mentioned, we touched on family, but I think that if someone has already mentioned their family and you're like following up, that's totally fine. Yeah. So if you say, oh, my son is sick and then the next day i say how's your son feeling that's that's okay yeah um trying into personal details that you don't know about so i think it's always fine to follow up yeah on the person has mentioned to you already that's that's first of all it shows you're listening and that you care yeah Um, so that's really fine but not like bringing up a topic that they've never mentioned yeah yeah that's true. I, I like that last part you said about it shows that they're listening and they care. Um, that's really important. And that actually can create a stronger bond. Like if you're in a work environment and like, you know, if, even if you're not trying to be the best of friends with that individual, you can develop a close friendship by showing you actually care about what they've said in the past too. So yeah, I think that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, uh, this next one is interesting. Um, talking about indirect and direct speech. Um, and I want to kind of precursor this one. When I was in Korea, I had a lot of students ask me about, um, Americans or people from the West or like North America. They were saying that, Hey, you guys seem like you're a little bit selfish. And I think we've talked about this in a previous episode about how, um, our way of speaking or our way of addressing other people in certain situations can come off as selfish. Like, Hey, you do you, I do me, but we're not being selfish. Um, and I'm touching that connecting that to in Korea, the way they speak to each other, like there's naturally respect, like we call honorifics. So like, if you're older than me, I speak to you a certain way. If you're younger than me, I speak to you a certain way. And they said, Tip, well, since you don't have that in English, it kind of seems like in some situation, you guys are being rude to each other. But that kind of touches on the indirect and direct speech. Like we do have those things. We don't have honorific as far as like uh, maybe in Asian culture and Asian languages, but We do have indirect and direct speech. So can you explain kind of what indirect and direct speech is? Yeah, yeah. Um, So actually this is a grammar point as well, like indirect questions, which a lot of people 
kind of overlook. They just look yeah. at certain grammar points. So if you do want to study grammar, this is a point to study. Uh, yeah. And basically, a being direct is just saying exactly what you mean with no extra words or no extra information or nothing to make it like sound a little bit nicer. So like, for example, if I, a simple example, let's say that I see an object and I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And I say, what is this? Like, this is direct. Mm -hmm. um, an indirect way would be saying, could you tell me what this is? Mm -hmm. or, you have any idea what this is so i'm actually asking for the same information but like in a softer way to mm -hmm. so direct like this is exactly what i need nothing extra this popped into my head and this is what i'm saying um yeah. indirect like but i think that we in english we kind of expect and we want people to be a little bit indirect like there's a time and a place for being yeah. direct like i am direct when it's necessary yeah um, when I'm angry or when someone is really not listening to me. But uh -huh. uh, in general, I think that being indirect is kind of the way to go. Uh, yeah. Expected in, especially at work, but in, in every conversation. Yeah. How do you, what's the difference then, okay, between being indirect and beating around the bush? So I'll kind of explain what beating around the bush is like for those listening. So beating around the bushes, you're really not getting to the point. Like you're really just kind of, you're saying 9,000 words just to say one point. <laughs> so we say, people used to say, don't beat around the bush. So I guess for the, those listening, how can they balance indirect speech and, but not beating around the bush, like getting to the point, but still making it sound pretty, if that makes sense. Very good question. And I think people sometimes mix up uh the two things but mm -hmm. like being around the bush is like i don't even know what your point is at all so you're talking and talking and i'm like what are you trying to say um but being indirect it's kind of like you just add a nice phrase at the beginning of your question mm -hmm. that's it like your question is still there um so you change the word order a little bit like grammatically but you just add a few nice words at the beginning so for example would you mind? Do you mind? Is it possible? I was wondering, like all of these are part of indirect speech, but yeah. my question is still there. Yeah, that's a good point. Getting around the bush, like the point is lost. I don't know what you're asking. Yeah. Let's, let's show them some, uh, some examples. Well, those watching the video can see, but those listening can hear it. Um, Cause I think you gave some really good example expressions that guys, if you didn't, if you need to rewind, go back, but there were really good expressions to use before a question, like, would you mind? Could you? All right. So I'm going to, I'll say something directly. And then if you can say the indirect and then I'll say the beat around the bush way. Um, yeah. Okay. Give me that book. <laughs> I laugh because I don't really talk like that, but go ahead. Give me, it's very aggressive. I'm not. So let's like, hopefully you guys will never talk like that again. Yeah. Okay. So that book uh a nicer indirect way of saying that would be would you mind passing me that book please okay that was very nice now i'm gonna beat around the bush hey you know there's that uh, that thing on the desk that i really would kind of like to have in my hand but i'm not sure if you wouldn't mind giving it to me or not but i haven't even told you i want the book so beating around the bush you're just talking and talking and talking and not saying what you need i don't know what she's talking about <laughs> book maybe there's something else on the table i don't know all right good one okay um 
Now, beating around the bush, I think they understand that concept now. But I do kind of want to do maybe a few more examples of indirect and direct. Um, so you want to, let's try you giving a direct statement this time, and I'll do the opposite. <laughs> um, okay, so let's imagine that we're at work and we're kind of discussing ideas for a project. And uh -huh. I'm so I just say, Tiffany, I don't like your idea. It's bad. I almost responded. Okay, let me, <laughs> let me say, okay, so in an indirect way of saying that would be, um, I appreciate your idea. I don't really understand it. Um, maybe we can go a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Appreciate yeah. that. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, now I'll do the direct one. Um, let's say I said, Julie, you made a mistake. How can we say that indirectly? Um, so this, like, it's kind of hard to, to not mention the mistake, okay? But instead of saying you made a mistake, like, this is, again, a grammar point, like, um, speaking in a passive way, using passive voice. So I'm just removing the fact that you made a mistake, mm. and I'm focusing on the mistake. So I would say, it seems that a mistake was made, or there appears to have been a mistake, mm -hmm. or that there might have been a mistake like using these words like maybe it seems this way like there's a mistake this is wrong but it's it's just softening something like we understand that there's a mistake mm. you know so native english speakers will understand that there is a mistake here but it's not necessary to like to just kind of make someone feel bad and point fingers like you made a mistake yeah. you we're not yeah. kidding even though you know you made the mistake um, right especially in front of other people at work. Mm. Um, I think it's like something like this, you should be indirect unless, you know, you hate the person and you just want to make them feel bad. <laughs> and then you can say. I think you brought a good point out though, because I don't know this happens where you are or the countries you've taught in, but how in Western culture, like we make it a point to try not to embarrass someone. There's always going to be exceptions to the rule, but in general, we're trying, if you're in a big environment and there are a lot of people together, you don't want the person to feel embarrassed. So you kind of use the indirect speech. When I was, I don't want to, well, I was only in Korea. So there were situations where if you're in a larger group and somebody made a mistake, they'd call them out in front of other people. And it wasn't seen as bad as I saw it, because I was like, whoa, like in front of everybody else, you're going to call them out. But they're like, well, this is what happened, though. This is this is the mistake that was made. Like they they did it It's like, oh, well, we don't want to point fingers. So I don't know if you ever experienced that in different cultures. Um, yeah, I've experienced it here in Dubai a lot. Um, I think that people like to kind of play the blame game a little bit and they are really quick to blame other people and to make other people feel bad. Um, yeah classes like even in classes when um, students have maybe misunderstood what I said or misunderstood an instruction or, or what someone else said not yeah. even me they're very quick to say like you said this or you told me this and like call out the person whether it's me or another student in front of everyone and like as a teacher you get used to it you're like okay whatever but um, I think other people find it offensive and yes I've noticed that a lot of other cultures um, this is not seen as as rude or offensive, but like for us, it's it, it it it's embarrassing. Like we don't want to embarrass other people, yeah, and don't want to draw attention to a mistake. Um, yeah, like in general, I guess we want to focus on the solution, like not dwell 
on the mistake and be like, you made the mistake, this is wrong. But like, it doesn't matter. It's more important that we can just like fix it or there was a misunderstanding. So yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I see it on a daily basis here. I've gotten yeah. you. <laughs> it seems so nice you're smiling like, huh? I don't do it. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. I don't like it. Um, I've kind of adapted and learned how to respond to it better. Yeah. But I still don't like it personally. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't like it either. I don't like it either. And again, you realize, oh, wait a minute, we don't do this in our culture as much when you're around other cultures. Like, okay, not that anything's bad or good, but it's just not something we do normally. So but I think it also kind of shows the indirect and direct speech coming into play because that is a very direct statement, like you did this. And like, well, no, we kind of say, hey, like you mentioned earlier, a mistake was made. So yeah. Um, let's do one more, one more. Um, I need help. Direct, I need help. This one is, okay, you know what? For this one, I'll say this. Um, I need help. The actual statement is not a bad thing. If there's a relationship already and you're that you and that person are kind of already very comfortable with each other, you can walk up and like, Hey, I need some help. But if it's someone that you're not really close to, you just say, I need help. That can be a little too direct. So how can they make that an indirect statement? Yeah. I think that if, especially again like we're talking about in a work setting so i think it's it's great to admit first of all when you need some help yeah rather than doing something and you have no idea what you're doing so admitting that you need help is very nice um however you are also inconveniencing someone else possibly so like you anytime you're asking someone for something for help for a favor you should be a little bit indirect. Like, can you do this for me? Can you, like, it's, it's too direct. Um, yeah. Like again, if you're very close with the person, okay, it doesn't matter. But if it's a, an acquaintance or someone who you just kind of yeah. met, then yeah. I, instead of saying, I need help, um, I would say, I was wondering if you might be able to help me with this when you have a sec or when you're free. So again, like I'm asking for help in the middle, but I was wondering, it shows that I thought about it before I came to talk to you. And yeah. when you're free, it shows that I respect your time. So like these two little things um, completely change the statement of I need help or can you help me or help me with this? It's yeah, very different. Excellent explanation. I have nothing to add. no really it was good i like the way you explained that one um all right so do you think it's okay to interrupt someone at work this is another one that i mean i see it i saw it so many times when i was i was overseas i was like interrupting is kind of rude but okay but what do you think do you think it's okay to interrupt in certain situations or what's the best way to interrupt someone and change the topic um, the easiest way would be, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that if you start with that, uh, even if you're not sorry, just say it, just <laughs> pretend. Um, I think that's the safest, easiest way. I think obviously you should try not to interrupt, but in some very urgent cases, you might have to interrupt. And in this case, I would just start by saying, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but, and then quickly yeah. explain your point. Uh, yeah be a, a very important reason for you to have interrupted at that moment yeah uh, otherwise just don't do it but it's okay if it needs to be done yeah. but do it in a tactful way in a tasteful way in a respectful way 
and then okay. Yeah. I literally was about to say with tact and you said tactful. And I was like, well, that was my answer. <laughs> so I agree. Tact is very, no, no, you're good. Tact is very important. Like it's so important. Just think about how somebody, how you would feel if somebody else did the same thing to you and try to change the way you're speaking to match that. Um, this next question, I actually kind of want to answer, answer first. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the best way to end a conversation. And I actually talked about this in a YouTube video lesson, maybe about three or four weeks ago. Um, one of my students, he and I were talking and we had a meeting and at the end of the meeting, he was like, all right. So, uh, and I could tell that it was, he was getting awkward and like, we had talked for like an hour and I was like, why is he getting awkward? And he was like, I'll be honest, Tiff, I don't know how to end a conversation in English. And I was like, ah, so again, it made me think like, these are things that, you know, again, as native English speakers, we don't even think about it. We naturally end conversations a certain way. So anyways, in the video, I actually explained three steps. So I'll just give the three steps that I gave in the video. And then I don't know if you have any other tips that you wanted to give, but I was, um, going over conversations in general and how we naturally do them. And we kind of do three things. We recap, basically kind of thinking of points we kind of discussed, naturally saying, okay, yeah, that was really good or whatever it was we talked about. And then we ask a question like, anything else you want to say? Any last thoughts? And then finally we just say, okay, thanks for good conversation and goodbye. But there's kind of this natural progression. We don't just say, all right, bye. So like kind of like recap, ask them, the other person if they have something to say and then kind of say thank you and goodbye. So I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that. Yeah, I know your video and it's very good. I think the three steps are completely logical. Um, one more thing that you could do is maybe mention the next time if you have a plan to see yeah. this, person, this person again. So like, um, I'll see you next week. So like we meet once a week or twice a week. So if I, I talk to you anyways in between, but yeah, I, like a nice way would be like, okay, I'll see you next week or yeah. I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you tomorrow. So that's just like a closing sentence. Yeah. Um, to finalize the end of the conversation. This conversation is over. <laughs> yeah, you can say like, have a nice weekend, enjoy your dinner or whatever. Um, or if it's work related, like you're working on a project, again, at work, you can just mention that thing like, okay, great. So we'll talk more about this tomorrow. Yeah. So oh, that I kind of yeah. goes with the week, what you already discussed, but just a sentence you could say. <laughs> I think it's a good, a good sentence to end with though, because it's like, you're not necessarily cutting it off. You're like, Hey, there's going to be a continuation of this conversation. So uh, yeah, I think it's, those are good examples. I think a lot of people sometimes just say thanks bye, and it's cause they're not sure what to say. And like, thanks is great. Thanks yeah. is good. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Um, is very abrupt. Like, yeah. <laughs> like okay. so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the thing that you're gonna the next time you're gonna talk the next time you're gonna see each other is kind of a nice way to round uh round out the conversation i agree i agree and i think we even say things even if we know we're not we don't know when the next time is that we'll talk to each other we'll still say all right girl talk to you later all right talk to you next time or like we still ended like that so that is true that is yeah. true. just like something to say which isn't isn't ideal because like we're just saying it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a transition. All right. What about this one? Um, 
So we're talking about, you know, conversations you have at work and like you talked about how to end the conversation, but what about individuals who are already naturally, I guess, shy or they already have some difficulties, even in their own language, kind of starting up a conversation or trying to, you know, get into a new environment and actually feel comfortable. How would we kind of help those individuals? Because now they're also coming to an English speaking environment on top of them already being shy or uncomfortable. Like what advice do you think we could give them for those situations? Um, that's honestly a really tough situation to be in. And it's not easy. And first of all, like, I think people shouldn't feel bad if they're in that situation. And it's like, I think that like practice makes perfect and you have to practice, even if it's super unnatural for you, like you actually have to like, okay, when you're studying English and when you're thinking about going to work, like it's, it's not a bad thing to like, think of topics to talk about the day before. Yeah. Um, also, like if you're in a, if you're in a new country or an English speaking country or a new city or a new company, um, a really good idea is to kind of stay up to date with like current topics, things that most people are talking about. So like uh, it kind of, it, it's a really natural conversation. Like if you talk about something that happened in the news or a big event in the city, it takes like the pressure off of you. So yeah. you don't, talk about yourself you can just yeah. oh did you see this or what do you think about this or I heard this um so I would suggest like to build confidence like try to talk about other topics and ask a lot of questions um yeah. to the other person and, then <laughs> questions, uh, and this will like give the other person a chance to talk a lot more than you and yeah, yeah I think that that would be my advice I like you? everything you said I was like, well, am I adding anything? No, I, I think honestly, like everything you said is right. It's like, the only thing I would have said was asking them more questions, but you said that part and that's true. It's like, if you feel uncomfortable, make the other person answer more questions and then they actually start feeling more comfortable because they feel like you care about what they're saying. So it ends up being a win-win situation too. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, I was gonna just to be funny, say, okay, thanks. Bye. But I'll... <laughs> wrap up our conversation but i'm not gonna do that um anything else you want to say anything you want to add before we end this episode um no i think i would encourage all of you guys to talk to people more uh, as much as you can i know that we always kind of say that but it's the truth like there's no way around um getting over fear of speaking to people or becoming better at small talk if you don't actually do it yeah. so like you need to do it sooner rather than later and even if you start with a few questions um just do it just try yeah. to do it <laughs> just do it it's okay come on nike that thing um i agree just yeah try to talk and don't be um don't worry about what the other person's going to think about you like people are really willing to kind of have conversations so it's all right you can do it well julie thank you so much for the conversation yeah. <laughs> i hope you have a good day hon. bye bye I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, all you have to do is join the weekly English Words membership by going to www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak 
English.